What in the fuck is really going on out there? Bud's in the basement. Oh my God. Oh my God. We are recording. Welcome to Bud's in the Basement podcast. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And Bubba the Mouth is back this week. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain. And even if I did, nobody's listening anyway, right? So. Exactly. I, pretty fucking but, much. But I'm so glad to have you back, Mr. Bubba. Joe, yes. whatever you want to be called, you know. Don't be giving out my government name. <laughs> Bubba is his government name, I swear. Actually, I met you as Bubba. You were Bubba. You were Bubba the mouth quite yet, but when I met you, you were Bubba. That's yeah, facts. I introduced myself as Bubba and Bubba only. I'm like, yep, Bubba, yep. what's up? That's right. But uh, let's bring in the show, man. And uh, I want to bring it in by saying uh, congratulations to the Houston Astros on their uh, World Series win. Um, it really pains me and to say The MVP say that. wasn't the trash can this time. The MVP was not the trash can. The MVP was actually a rookie, dog. Rookie. A rookie. First time ever a rookie fucking gets picked as an MVP of a World Series. Jeremy Pena shortstop superstar the guy is amazing he has a great career ahead of him um i look forward to watching him in the years to come i'm a big baseball fan i always have been um you I, know, over overall it was a pretty good baseball season man with everything that went on uh also with aaron judge it was actually pretty exciting to see and then we had a rookie win mvp in the world i mean series. that was super cool now We've dogged the, the Houston Astros before on this show, and I still live by that. I will dog the Houston Astros as an organization. I'm not happy with them for how they conducted themselves in 2017 with the, the cheating, but they have a new and manager now. I'm going to support them saying, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Stop it. That's a steroid thing, not the Astros thing. We've oh, already been through this, damn yeah. it. <laughs> but anyways, no, check this I out. So Dusty Baker, who is uh their manager, who has big, been managing ever. That guy was managing the, the Giants in the 90s, dog. Like he's been around for a hot minute. I he, still remember the World Series between the Angels and the Giants back in 2002. Like, wow, he's still managing. And, and he was there. Then. And he was not managing for a while when uh because he managed the the Washington Nationals for a minute, who yeah. had success but never, never uh, sealed the deal while he was there. And then the Cubs. No, the Cubs was way before that. The Cubs was after was right it? after the Giants. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Cubs was uh, like I believe twenty oh three to twenty oh six, possibly. I might be wrong, but I know it's in that in that ballpark. Um, but Dusty twenty oh three twenty oh six. It's so weird. Seventy three years old. Has been managing since the 90s. Finally won his first World Series. I'm happy for the guy. Genuinely, I respect the fuck out of him. He's a great baseball manager. Um, he had the Nationals very close when he was there. He just couldn't seal the deal. But he did have them close. He left baseball for a while. And then, uh, you know, got the, the urge to come back and went to Houston and now here he is, you know, winning World Series. Good for him, you know. Golf clap, you know. Always make a deal with the devil. Very folks. happy for him. But also on another uh, note, to be uh, positive, to start the show for once. <laughs> How positive were you talking here? One of our uh, a fellow Detroit people has made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eminem. Oh, 
Slim Shady. Yes, Slim Shady has made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that's awesome. Even though he's a rapper, I know there's a lot of arguments about it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not the Rap Hall of Fame. But right. multiple rappers are in it now. And 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 believe it or not, I believe that hip hop rap music is a branch of rock and roll. I do. You know, and so he deserves oh, to be in there. He's one of the greatest to ever do it, honestly. Um, that's Slim Shady. I mean, it's what it is. And he's here from Detroit. And if anything, folks, and if you go wind back, definitely check out Dr. Dre talking about him on stage. It was the funniest and awesome shit in the whole wide world. Uh, cool. You're going to have to check it out for yourself. I'm not spoiling one minute of it. Um very entertaining, shall we say the least. <laughs> Do yourselves a favor and and go check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction of Eminem. It was fantastic. Um, now, there was another Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction that should have been done decades ago. Years ago. Decades ago, in yes. my personal opinion, just me being a metalhead, but Judas Priest finally, finally they made it. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who's been mm -hmm. doing this shit since like the 70s. Tearing up the charts, making mm -hmm. fantastic album after fantastic album. And let's not forget something, folks. Rob Halford, um, very openly gay in the metal community and, and was really one of the people. I know it doesn't matter if he's gay. It, or not. it really doesn't <laughs> matter. But but like he was one of the people who came out in the 80s, like maybe even the 70s. Yeah, he made hey, everybody hey, well aware of who he was. You know, hey, I'm I'm gay, or I think it was in the 80s, whatever. It doesn't matter, whatever. It was back then where being gay was very taboo. Yes. Like, you weren't allowed to be gay. You got shunned for it, blah, blah, blah. Well, he came out at that time frame and said, hey, I'm a gay man who sings in a heavy metal band. Whoa, hello. Which that, you know, is neither here nor there, but here he is. And he had brought it up in his Hall of Fame speech, how he was the gay guy in the community. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to say that Judas Priest has made it just because I'm a huge metalhead. You know what that I'm really shocked great. about? With all this LGBTQIA whatever shit that's being posted everywhere, nobody has boosted Judas Priest's induction in the rock and roll hall of fame none zero, zero i'm sitting there going uh part of your community you're not pushing it Why? like really one of the ringleaders of the community because he came out like way before it was mm -hmm. acceptable to really come out and obviously in the and everybody would think you know oh man they just you know they hated him and everything no i hate to tell you um rob halford especially he did a song with five finger death death punch lift me up fucking amazing everybody would assume by the name of five finger death punch that they would not like gay people couldn't be any more wrong um and that's how it was in the metal community everybody loved or still loves rob halford i mean because he's he's kind of a godfather to the whole thing i mean there was Sabbath, right? Sabbath came out in the early, in late 60s, early 70s, who put heavy metal on the map and mm -hmm. much followed after that. But then the late 70s, early 80s came and it was Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, people yeah. don't give them enough credit 
for their uh, contribution to heavy metal music. They really don't. But Judas Priest, there was Sabbath and then there was Judas Priest. I mean, test, man. And, and, and sometimes and I wish we could go back argue in time that, and actually enjoy those. That would have been dope. Both bands I love tremendously. Like Black Sabbath. Here's the thing. My biological father is a huge Sabbath Aussie guy. So if you didn't like them, you weren't going to be a part of the family. You'd be disowned real quick. That was just part of the deal of being on that side of the family. But he also loved Judas Priest, which, you know, both of those bands have been, you know, engraved in my head since birth. And it's not a bad thing because I enjoy those bands so very much. I mean, seriously, one of my favorite songs is Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. I mean, that's the song that makes Come me cry. Breaking the Law. Yeah, breaking the law, breaking the law. I mean, that just makes you want to do 150 down the freeway and tell the cops to go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? But I can't do yes. that. You know, don't do that ever. I'm just being... Don't, don't just go out of your way to cruise down you know, the but freeway. Congratulations to Eminem and Judas Priest on their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I will Yay. give it to them 100%. Now, let's move on to something that I caught some heat for in the past week and i oh, should which, I, what this time well i should catch heat for this because I, i'm i'm promoting libertarians i'm promoting libertarian culture and then mr mark victor who is running for senate in arizona decides he's just gonna drop out of the race and endorse a republican well yeah. way to that's not where ride I caught that out what was that i said way to not ride it out bud I All know, you right? did was just free up votes for the other sides. So you now, just, it sucks. It's, it's ridiculous. But here, here it happens. I get somebody tagging me on Twitter or whatever. They, they, I don't know what the tagging, whatever. I'm still not like a social media guru by all means. So I don't know the proper terms for like Twitter and Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Facebook, you tag people. Twitter, you at mention them. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> I get a couple like, hey, how are how are libertarians supposed to win elections if they just drop out? And then I get a couple of text messages saying, hey, what the fuck is this shit? Libertarians endorsing Republicans. So as Cajun libertarian would say, let's put a full stop to this. We're going to put a full stop to this right now. A true libertarian is never going to drop out of a race and endorse the people that they're fighting against. Not at all, not even a little bit. As a matter of fact, Mark Victor is a fraud. He's a fake. He should have ran as a Republican in the first place if he was going to act like that. It's trash. It's complete trash. Shane Hazel has come out and said, hey, Georgia, I would never do this in a million years. That's never going to happen. Justin Amash has come out and said some things too, who happens to be from Michigan. Um, you guys, libertarians aren't about endorsing Republicans and or Democrats. Absolutely not. That is a disgusting notion. I can't believe Mark Victor did such a thing. Um, it's really gross. Um, because that's, that is the exact thing we are fighting against is the duopoly. So why would you drop out of a race and fucking endorse the enemy? Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I got a kind couple of, thoughts it. it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And uh, the libertarian community is not happy about that. 
So for all your text messages and, and Twitter, you know, tags with me in it and whatnot, you know, we don't accept this. It is unacceptable. It is garbage. Um, obviously, this person is not a libertarian. Um, he is a Republican hiding behind the libertarian name. And we need to shoo people out like that immediately. Facts. We are no, not my thoughts on it. No, he shouldn't have dropped because all it did was free up votes for either side. So you should have stood your ground and ate up as many votes as possible, even if you think you're not going to win. And That's not my ever endorse the duopoly. You don't endorse the duopoly. If you're so doing can, this, if you're so doing can, this and running as a libertarian, you don't endorse the people you are fighting against. Yeah. So I can, you can go with whatever he may believe in. Um, like me, I'm fiscally conservative. I tend to agree with more than uh, with a Republican than a fucking Democrat. However, I'm going to stand my ground and stay right in the fucking middle. Now, why he cowtailed, I don't know. But he must have been conservative in something to take him over to the Republican side. Now, folks, what I do want to mention and what I mentioned to uh, Sean before we started this show. When did we start saying conservatives are only Republican? And when did we only say that liberals are only Democrat? Why? Why did, why did we start saying that stuff? When in fucking fact, there are liberals on the Republican side. There are uh conservatives over on the democrat side these it's not a political thought folks being conservative being liberal it's a personal view of how you act in in the world it's not a fucking political party so people really need to start pulling their heads out of their asses because the only thing i see Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Liberals going after conservatives and the only thing that they're fucking talking about is GOP or Democrat. Folks, this is not about red or blue. Yes, you have your own liberal views. You have your own uh, conservative views. But if you actually talk instead of shut each other down, you have more in common than you fucking knew back to you. Now, that being said, as libertarians, we're about as liberal as they get, honestly. And so the fact that these communist Democrats, and I'm going to say communist Democrats because I'm calling a spade a spade right now. The Democrats are communists now. Republicans are what Democrats used to be, used to be. Let's let's put that in there, honestly. I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know anymore. Nobody knows. knows. I don't think anybody knows right now. Now, for me, I'm classically liberal. That's what I like to call myself as a libertarian. And that's what people would call libertarians. I'm classically liberal. I would have been a a Democrat in the 50s, 60s when Kennedy was around 100%. Those Democrats meant something. Those people fought for something. These Democrats now... you know. Well, let's, let's, let's circle back to what you just said, though, before we even get into all that. Where did the Republican Party become ultra conservative? And when did the Democrat Party become ultra so-called liberal, but they're not liberal at all? And I'm gonna stop all you folks thinking the party switch never fucking happened. No, it never fucking happened. But let you know, let's call a spade a spade here. Liberals are people who believe in uh individual 
rights. Yeah, right. I want to know when did liberals start wanting more government? Because I never could. And that's that. the other thing. Like liberals never like old school liberals, classical liberals like me, and maybe you. I don't want to put words in your mouth or call you anything. That's fine. But like, I don't want more government. Classical liberals don't want more government. As a matter of fact, we want less. You know, the 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 time that we are in right now, where the 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 conservatives have adopted a word that they don't necessarily deserve, and the the liberals have adopted a word that they don't necessarily deserve. You know, I don't know when the time frame was when it comes to that. All of a sudden, I know that liberals are not liberals anymore, and conservatives have gotten so conservative that they don't even want to see the other half. You get it? I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Also, each side wants to shut each other down and not have a conversation, which is... Well, nobody wants to meet in the middle. It's either my side or no side. I'm fine with meeting in the middle and having a conversation and discussion. That's what I'm saying. I just went through this on Twitter tonight. I mean... You know, I, I stirred the pot on Twitter. I made some people really fucking mad. Oh, you think? That was a fucking <laughs> hornet's nest. And I was just, the only thing I could do was like, I barely but it's chimed like, in. I was just like, you know, hey. so I got on Gretchen Whitmer's Twitter and, and said, you are non-essential, right? Yeah, she said you're non-essential. You know, so I'm calling her non-essential because I I don't think she is essential. I don't think any politician's essential. They Not lately. Leave us alone. You're You're being way too non-essential to us to for me to give a fuck about what you're trying to do right now as a right. government period so i go on gretchen whitmer's twitter and say you are non-essential now it was something that she tweeted about uh oh god what did she say oh uh abortion is a fundamental right which i agree with you know she you can have abortions that's fine but also, Roe versus Wade was never law of the land. I'm going to go ahead and fucking make people hurt. Well, it never it was. Never and was. so for people to say, and and I don't want to get into that too much, you know. I know. But I, because, I'm just here to jab it in. No, I know. But because I, I rock a dick and balls between my legs, I have no say on abortion, period. And then That's me and your old look. school, we don't have that. We have different junk. We agree. You know? So like, <laughs> hey. You know what, ladies? It's not my decision for you to make. And 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 mind you, neither is the it's not the government's fucking decision to make either. Decentralized healthcare, this all goes away. But anyhow, let's move on. We got to move on to something else because you know, I don't want we've been doing so much politic, and after we were not doing so much politic, and that I just want to get out of this madness. So I'm gonna let you run with this, Bubba, because you know. A lot more about what's going on. I mean, I know a little bit, but you know more. Kanye. Let's oh, we're going to start Kanye. with Kanye, yeah. and then I'm going to segue to Kyrie. So, folks, yeah, strap absolutely. in, motherfuckers. All right, Kanye West. The only thing that all this cancellation did was prove 1,000% what he said and why he got canceled for it. He got canceled for saying that Jewish people run the media. Bar fucking none. He said nothing anti-Semitic. All all of a sudden, because you say that somebody has a power over somebody without negative context, all of a sudden that's fucking anti-Semitic. I'm calling them 100%, 100% bullshit right here. Um, so that's that one right there. By the way, 
uh, many in the community. When I say the community, I'm talking about the black community. I know. Um, they're saying the exact same fucking thing as Kanye West. The exact same thing, if not fucking word for word. Because when I was doing hip hop music in the mid 2000s, the most common fucking thing said was the Jews have power in the media and in the publishing deals with music. That is the most common fucking thing said in the hip hop community. Well, because it's not a big secret. The Jewish community owns Hollywood. They own the media and they also own music. And that's just and just like how the media smeared Donald Trump using little tidbit seg segments in conversations. If you watch the full fucking clips of everything, he says nothing negative and it's all truth. That's what it is. What? That he wishes that his kids were uh, born into Jewish money? And they got money. Is what it fucking is. Quit being fucking buttered. That's not anti-Semitic, folks. That really isn't. Now, I'm not going to go along and say that what he's like that he didn't cross any lines per se. I want to know what line did he cross word for word? What did he say negative that was anti-Semitic? Nobody well, can fucking spit it. Well, here's the thing. Now, check this out. Like I What's just up? said, the Jewish people own the media. They own Hollywood and they also own music. Now, if you are a part of that community, right? And you say something against them, which is neither here nor there. If you I'm say not going to say what he said him. was sure. right or wrong. I'm not going to say what he said was right or wrong. He has a right That's to fine. say whatever the fuck he wants under free speech. He does. Now, the clapback that he got is part of the deal. There's consequences and repercussions to every fucking action we that we have. Yeah, but I'm I saying deal it was with this on this show long every long. time, all the time, all the time. I deal with this on this show. Whether you know, almost every episode that we do, I get some sort of fucked up text message or you know <laughs> some sort of message messenger, you know, in my socials saying what the fuck. Same kind of thing with fucking Kanye. Now, when the Jewish people own the media and they own music and they own, you know, Hollywood in general. If you're going to come out and say something that's either wishy-washy or whatever, I'm not going to say what he said was right or wrong. I don't know how to take that right now. But what I am going to do is defend the fuck out of his right to say it and also say that segueing into Kyrie Irving with what Kanye said and what happened to Kyrie Irving because Kyrie had come out and said, you know, he and he had talked about some uh, movie or documentary that Hebrews was... to Negroes. So he comes out and says something about that. He didn't and say anything about five it. game suspension from the the NBA. He never said anything. He posted a link on Twitter of where you could watch it. Said nothing if it was good or bad. He posted the link that takes you to Amazon. What's up, Jeff Bezos? Where you can watch it. That's it. But now it's a five-game suspension from the NBA, which literally proves what Kanye said was correct. Yeah. And not to mention, he's got to cough up $500,000 to the ADL, by the way, which is the Anti-Defamation uh, uh, League. You know what's funny? 
Anti-Defamation League. Kyrie's being called anti-Semitic, which is untrue, which would be called fucking defamation, wouldn't it? Right. So and why the is he same thing with Kanye, right? You know, I'm not necessarily mad at Kanye. The guy's bipolar. It's it's yeah. obvious. If you're mad at what Kanye said, it's because you're a white fucking liberal and you feel fucking guilty every time. You always have to go on fucking defense and be some sort of what fucking white knight. Who gives a shit? You got a whole fucking community pissed off about this shit. Now, now one also, thing was said bad about Jews in this fucking Kanye West thing. Now, fucking Kyrie Irving, folks, he is the modern day Muhammad Ali. He's being fucking crucified for nothing. He has shot every fucking thing down. And everybody... It, it, it's pretty funny because you have I know you don't like to talk about racial shit but you have black people on fucking ESPN talking mad shit about uh, Kyrie Irving and how he's just standing up for himself pretty fucking much but you could tell where the fucking money bags is everybody in the community is saying where's your money at man who fucking paid you to say this shit because you know what's fucking wrong Kyrie has fucking dismissed every fucking thing about anti-Semitism at every single fucking uh, conference he's been on he has shut that shit down left and right, and he just gets poked, prodded, and everything. He has said on fucking TV he loves all walks of life for people and loves all religions. And then he gets fucking suspended for five games, has to pay half a mil to the fucking ADL, which is so fucking hypocritical in this situation. I mean, it's it's and we wild. can't talk on it. Why? Because I'm a white dude. Man, go fuck yourselves, man. You got real problems? Hit me up at Bubble the Mouth on fucking Twitter. I will fucking talk your fucking ear off all goddamn day long. I will fucking, I want that smoke. I want to battle your dumb ass. Now, riddle me this, Mr. Bubba, because I know you're heated. Had this happened in 2020? Oh, this shit wouldn't even fucking happen, dude. During the heat of, during the, the big... Riots. They're fucking called riots. It wasn't no fucking summer of love. It was called fucking burning well, no, shit down. Just the whole the off. whole Black Lives Matter, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter uh thing in general. Not thing. I don't want to call it a thing. The whole Black Lives Matter. What's the word I'm looking for? Help me, brother. Black Lives Matter. There was a fucking sham. The movement, yeah, it's awesome. However, the fucking foundation fucking stole millions of dollars, never fucking helped communities. Yeah, but out. what I'm One getting at is bit. What I'm getting Bought at houses. is, what I'm getting at is, do black people get canceled like they are canceling Kanye and Kyrie in 2020? Yeah, they get canceled because the, they're free thinking the, individuals. Because I don't think that happens in 2020 during the height of Black Lives Matter. I think that wouldn't happen at all, because because that would totally go against the narrative. So now the media is switching the narrative here for you to be upset with a black man who happened to speak up about the way he sees things in the, the like like also during that george floyd shit kanye gave two million dollars to his fucking kid to george floyd's kid you know it's just it's it's a really weird time to be alive you know and and these it's are a just, fucked up time to be alive sean say it it's fucked up it's fucked up it's, it's totally it's fucked up, up. Because I, I I promise you guys this, this whole, you know, hate Kanye thing is not happening in 2020. I promise you that. Not in not in the dead heat of Black Lives Matter. No way. No way. But because now it's two years later and things have shifted 
and Kanye spoke out against the people who run the show that he's a part of, they're going to try to cancel him. You know, I'm not mad at Kanye, whatever. The guy can say what the fuck he wants. Everybody Go ahead, can try to cancel him. He'll be fine. What they want. They'll be fine. Hey, look, look, look. The way how this shit rotates, within two years, nobody's going to give a fuck. Nobody's going to give a fuck. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to free speech, this is this is my thing. And this is what people get. Free mad. speech is attacked. Yes. Free speech is free speech, yo. Even if it's something you disagree with. And this is what I'm, this is the point I'm getting at right now. Is part of this show is for us to say, hey, we are going to fight for the rights for everyone, especially people we don't agree with. Or not especially, or that's a part of whatever. I will fight for the rights of everyone. If you say some fucked up shit that nobody likes, and even if I don't like it, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to defend the fuck out of you to say that, even though I don't agree because it's free speech. Now, you're not protected by the consequences and repercussions of the shit you said, period. All right, let's go Kanye's ahead. Kanye's living that right now. Let's go ahead and make the hard. No, this is what when people will fucking judge your content and not ask you straightforward questions. Hey, Sean, are you fucking racist? Fuck no. I'm racist against racist. Hey, Sean, that? Sean, Sean. Do you want gay people to die? No, I don't want anyone to die. Okay. Do you want transgenders to die? No. Okay, cool. How do you feel about pedos? Kill them all. Every single okay, one. Dead cool. pedos don't reoffend. Cool. Now, that being said, I know what you're getting at right fucking now. Let's fucking party at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, at this very moment, the media wants you to be more angry at Kanye West and fucking Kyrie Irving than they wanted you to be mad at Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, and Alan Dershowitz. Fucking take it from there, Bubba the Mouth. Very interesting, isn't it, folks? It's smoke and mirrors on one side when a complete fucking problem is right in front of your face. How long has it been since Epstein didn't kill himself? Shit, I think that was 18. Ghislaine Maxwell, she's in prison running. Dude, she likes being outside and running. Dude, if she was a guy, she would have been fucking treated, if not killed, in prison. Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison for trafficking children to nobody. Let that sink in. No one. All these listed names, everybody knows who they are. The media is against you. They won't let it happen. Now let's move on to the good shit, though, because I don't want to fucking end this show on some mad shit. I want to end some show on some kick out the jams, motherfuckers. And uh, which actually was technically a little bit of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show we talked, but we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep, keep going. Well, I mean, we couldn't open the show with all this shit, you know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to keep black pilling. You know, it's good. By the way, folks, if you can't tell, yes, that's AOC. How you doing, girl? Here, we'll do it this way. What? Yeah. Earn your eight dollars, girl. <laughs> By the way, are we are we buying our check mark from uh from uh Elon? Are we gonna get our check mark? Are we I gonna mean, buy one? I don't one? think we're cool enough for a check mark yet, but I would love to have one. If I, I I'm like this, if it's free, I don't need a check mark. 
I mean, I don't think anybody else is going to be trying to be buds in reality, a.k.a. buds in the basement. I don't think that, you know, you need a check mark to be who you are anyways, but there's so many frauds. I get it. Like, there's so many frauds out there. Like, you got to have the check mark. But if anybody do, can... You know why the check mark started. To show who is somebody else. No. So, uh, very... Uh, very famous uh, manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and I believe he was also a uh, manager. Yeah, he was of the Oakland Athletic. Uh, Tony LaRusso. Oh, Tony LaRusso. I have his autograph on a baseball mitt, I swear to God. And also, he had video games, too. Remember that on Sega Genesis oh, yeah. and Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're also going to segue into what I just said right there. Um, but real quick, uh, because somebody copied his Twitter and was – pretty much talking dog shit about a St. Louis Cardinals player. Uh, La Russa got really fucking pissed off saying, this is not me. What the fuck? What are, what could we do to stop this? I present you the blue check mark. It'll let you know who's verified and who's who. Okay. So okay. that's the reason why they said, why, why, why they started because of a famous, if not, I believe he is a hall of fame manager. Uh, La Russa. So anyway, anyway, back, uh, What's one thing we miss a lot, Sean? The 90s. The fucking 90s. So much. I miss the 90s so much. Uh, and this is what we're talking about now. This is what we're going to showcase on this show after all the fuckery we just talked about. Is how we're going to talk about the cool awesomeness. The 1990s fucking spoiled us musically. And and on other, on other fronts. Culturally. Culturally. When, across the board. Sean, I can still tell you, every Saturday, me and my friends... We would get on our rollerblades, and we would go. Hold on one sec. Your dogs are raging. I can hear them. <laughs> I got dogs, and I had to tell them to shut the f up. But I don't know why I muted it. Anyway, we got used to get on our rollerblades every Saturday morning, and we used to rollerblade into uh, Nine Mile and Fielding, where that Taco Bell is over by your neck of the woods, because that's where I grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can still tell you how much. Two soft tacos and a small mount and a small fountain drink cost two nineteen dog. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What it burned inside my head, man. And then we would rollerblade down to the local record store. We would buy everything local. I mean, I remember when I used to come home, like because remember you used to hand out CDs, like people trying Absolutely. to get big. Yes. Here, take yes. this, take that. Well, they dumped them off at this local record store in Ferndale that happened to be in a fucking basement. Sounds sketchy as shit. Now that I think about it, I should have kind of knew better at age 10. But yeah, like I said, I was 10 years old and we could go. That's another thing. We could go anywhere we want back when we were younger. Now, folks are fucking much more weirder. But anyway, I used to come home with all these fucking CDs and everything. I only spent like maybe five bucks. My mom called up that shop. Too. He got this, that and the other. Did he steal from you? I was like, come on, damn, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But like, here's the thing, you guys. When it comes to the 90s, we were spoiled rotten. We really were. Like, if you didn't live in the 90s, you'll never understand. But, like, let's bring it in and start from the early 90s, right? Let's start there. Did you have a rat tail? I did not have a rat tail. But I had a side spike. I did have a side spike. I did have that. Most definitely. Yep, yep, yep. But, like, when it comes to music now... In the early, early 90s, like right when the 90s first came into fruition. Excuse me, let me scratch my bald head real quick. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I need those glasses, man. That shit was bright with that light. I know, man. I shaved my head yesterday. You know, it's whatever. I can't grow hair anymore. I'm in my 40s. Fuck you want from me. 
But anyhow, you know, you're losing hair where you need it, and you're gaining hair where you don't want. And it's it. all turning gray for fuck's sake, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever get old. It's not fun. It, it is. Your back hurts. Your your knees hurt. Everything hurts for no reason. But the and all 90, of a sudden you're talking about your cholesterol for no fucking reason. I know, right? It's, it, and it happens so fast. Life goes by so fast. Like I literally feel like it just was the '90s, and this is why we're talking about it. So the early '90s, right? And in rock and roll, rap, whatever you want to call it. In music, the early '90s come through, and they're still kind of rocking a little bit of the hair bands, you know, a little bit of the Motley Crues and the Poison, Damn Yankees, Dreams, and you know, Guns and Roses, which I don't necessarily consider a hair band, but they kind of fall in that category. What about but uh, anyhow, you know, there's a lot of power ballads going on in the early '90s, and but the Seattle scene was also just kind of starting to come to fruition where like now you're talking about grunge. Out. what was that you're talking about grunge you better believe it we'll get there though but right now we're like hair bands in the early 90s you know every rose has its thorns going on you know extreme more than words is going on you know and it's still kind of the power ballad thing rolling over into the 90s and then all of a sudden in late summer maybe early fall this one song comes out on the radio. One song, one band. Smells like Teen Spirit. Dude. Now let's 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 take it back to that moment right there where. We were coming out of power ballads and hair bands and, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll was the theme of the music, and which was a great time. I love 80s rock. I love hair bands. I genuinely love that type of stuff. We could have a whole show on that at a different time. Right now, we're talking the 90s. So, all of a sudden, Smells Like Teen Spirit comes out by Nirvana. Takes the world by the fucking balls and yanks it everywhere and shakes it around and is like, Seattle has arrived, motherfuckers, and we are about to take over. Now, there was other bands before Nirvana, like Mother Love Bone with Andy Wood, you know, as the lead singer. He ended up dying, which which made Temple of the Dog, which, hang on a minute, let me... Uh, Whoa, Temple of the Dog, I haven't heard that in a fucking Right minute. here, Temple of the Dog, I got it on vinyl, right? <laughs> Which was, <laughs> which was, oh yeah, I got a bunch of 90s vinyl right here ready for this show. So Temple of the Dog comes out, you know, Chris Cornell's on vocals and mm -hmm. it is a cross between like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mother Love Bone. They make this great tribute record to Andy Wood, right? Say Hello to Heaven's on there. And so that's kind of the beginning of the, the whole grunge scene, right? It yep. wasn't quite breaking out yet. And then all of a sudden Nirvana comes out, which totally changed the traje trajectory of music. It did. Hands down, you will never see this again. You had never seen it before. They literally ran off a whole genre, a whole decade of music with one song. Nirvana did that. And then from there on out, we had bands like, and who were already around, by the way, like Chris Cornell was rounding up Seattle for many moons before this ever happened. But Nirvana was really the one that really like, bam, Seattle's here, period. 
So then from there on out, you had Nirvana. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, it's bad motor finger from Soundgarden had already been out, but not quite made it yet. Um, and who else is out? All of a sudden, Allison Chains and 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 bands like that, you know, there was Nirvana, Soundgarden, Allison Chains, you know, Temple Pilots was coming out. I mean, really, like all of a sudden the flannel shirt wearing, blue jean wearing, very baggy blue jeans at that Jinkos. If you're around, mm-hmm. that, you would understand. Well, you know who carried the metal version of that, right? You had all that going on. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have this band that was trying to make it big in the late 80s, and then starts to really fucking emerge. I know where you're Pantera. going. Talk about Pantera. Fuck yes. Pantera. Pantera. Now, that's another thing I want to go into, but yes, you are correct. Pantera really fucking blew out in the 90s and to add more to the seattle one everybody paid attention to the grunge and everything but the real big cherry on top from the seattle area was sir mix a lot baby got back (laughs) that album i mean everybody focuses only on you know baby got back because the album's called mac daddy the whole fucking album is fire now you say that and that's another, you know, we can get into more of that too, because like, you know, the grunge was coming out, but not only was grunge coming out, hip hop was really coming out too. And hip hop really exploded in the early. And years. then also, not only was grunge and hip hop happening, but metal was happening. I mean, we had all these genres blowing out at the same time in the fucking nineties. And it I was remember crazy. I remember two bands from the very early 90s that really caught my attention, and they're from the East Coast. One, Henry Rollins. Really yes. fucking version blew my mind. Now, Great man. Great do you man. know where Henry Rollins came from? Do you know where he was before he was Henry Rollins? What's that? Black Flag Dog, punk rock from the 80s. Oh, shit. Straight up. Henry Rollins comes from fucking Black Flag, dude, who is one of the best fucking punk rock bands of all time. One of the greatest, probably top five, hands down. But yes, go ahead. Henry Rollins came out. And then Anthrax caught my ear. Now, Anthrax has been doing it for a minute, but they They were already, they were part of the 80s. I know. But here's the thing they really went in full force as soon as they did that crossover with Public Enemy, man. Yes. Turn it up. Bring the noise. And that's what caught my ear from it as a kid. I was like, holy shit, what's this? Well, obviously, I didn't say holy shit. I was like, whoa, what's that? Or some shit as a kid. Oh, you said holy shit. Stop. I said holy fucking shit, actually. I'm bubbling them out. Yeah, you didn't say in front of your mom because she'd wash your bitch ass mouth out with soap. (laughs) But also, another big thing that was big in the 90s alternative. Yes. Alternative was so fucking huge. Bands such as, I gotta say, it, Green Day. Yeah, they really fucking came on up. Green then you Day, had the Offspring. offspring. Yes. And then fucking Silver Chair. Spin and, Doctors. Uh, Spin Doctors. Counting Crows. Oh, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing, smashing Pumpkins. Fucking Pumpkins, dude. Uh, I, lo- I I spent a lot of allowance money on CDs back then. Holy shit. And they were never cheap. Like the new, like when the Smashing Pumpkins came out with that double album, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it oh, cost uh, oh, 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 the double album with Tonight. Yes, 
Oh you know what I'm God. talking about. I'm having a brain fart right yeah, now. Yeah, I had a brain fart. But so anyway, that, look that cost me $24, and then tax took it over the 25 I had to owe my mom money. You didn't get down on the Columbia House shit back in the day where you could get like 900 CDs for a penny? I got in trouble. I got in trouble a lot with that Columbia shit as a kid. I would send – I sent in many mail – like I did it like within like four days. I sent two then one, then two, and then one. Yikes. And then all of a sudden, I had at one time, like, over 100 CDs sent to the house. My mom was pissed. Nice. I played the, uh, when I did And I used names that I just made up. See, I didn't do that, but I did get some Columbia House shit. And then when the time came, I was like, hey, I'm not 18. You can't hold me under contract. And they had to bow out. Well, that's how I got Because <laughs> I was a punk kid like that. I really was. That's, I would never do that now, but I was an asshole when I was a teenager. That's funny you said that because my mom said that. Well, we're not paying for any of these. He's a minor and nobody of those names exists here. So this was before you had to put real credentials down. You know what you could have used to get away with back in the 90s? Like if I knew what I could have did as a kid and wound up as a decent human being. I think I would have had a lot more fun. Dude, the 90s were dope. Not only was the music dope, but like times are so much simpler. And like, I remember, honestly, you know, my dad had a had a pretty decent job working for the big three and uh, the insurance at the time. Dude, it cost zero dollars to go to the doctor. Big fat goose egg, zero. Yep. And prescriptions were two bucks, no matter what it was. You went to the oh, hospital, yeah. had surgery, it was only a couple bucks. And the companies paid for it. Like the 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 company you worked for paid for that. It wasn't yeah, they took care of you back came then. out of his check. Not that I believe, anyways. I might be wrong. Dad, I know you listen to this shit, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but anyways, I'm almost positive that was something that the companies paid for back in the day. You know, that was part of the deal. And like, but just you know, think about it in general. Like, look, I'm gonna go through my records right now. Like I already showed you. Temple of the Dog, 90s, right? Outcast, 90s. BT Aliens, boom. Bad Religion, 90s. Fucking Slayer! Fucking 90s right here, man. Seasons of the Abyss. By the way, young folks who watch this show, I know you like wearing the Slayer shirts. You got to get that album. Foo Fighters. 90s. Towards the way, way, you guys have to watch this to fucking see all my records. Sepultura, one of the most important albums in my life, literally changed the fucking way I looked at government as a child. You know, as a, as somebody who was brought up as a neocon in the conservative Southern Baptist Church, this changed my life. Chaos AD. Now let's get to hip hop. Snoop Dogg, Doggy Classic. Style. Classic. Dr. Dre, The Chronic. The Chronic. Biggie Smalls, Ready to Die. Mm hmm. Ice T, OG, Original Gangsta. Oh, hang on. Let me reach behind me real quick. Nirvana in Utero. And they all had more albums than that. But think about all those genres I just fucking threw You're out. missing Tupac. We got to get you a Tupac. I album. do need some. I don't have any Tupac on vinyl, which is crazy. 
But no, the ultimate one like, would be All Eyes on Me to get on vinyl. Just saying, that would be. The well, I mean, that was one. both in our that that album was in our both of our top tens when we did the hip hop episode. Yep. And if you no. ever fucking play that album, I would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like in the nineties with the music, we were spoiled rotten. We had so much to choose from, so much variety, so many different genres. Whether it was punk rock, metal, alternative grunge i mean seriously think about all the bands i mean think about the the bands we didn't talk about too dude mtv was mtv back then you mean they played music videos you would waste hours of just hanging out and having the tv on while you're hoping for your favorite music video to come yes. on through by yes. the way headbangers ball still one of my favorites and also ricky rackman yes I love Headbangers Ball, man. Still one of my favorites. Back in the day. And uh, TRL. Yeah, I watched it. It is what it is. TRL was a little more 2000s than 90s, I think. It was actually early 90s because I loved it when Eminem. Well, that uh, was what late do you call 90s, it? Eminem. Yeah. Still counts as 90s, though, because you. I thought you said early. Sorry, my ears. End, Foo Fighters is late 90s. Mid to late nineties. The first album was and that Outcast album. I know it came in ninety six. At Aliens. <laughs> yes, came out in ninety six. One bro. of the greatest ever. Two dope yes. boys in a Cadillac. But no, listen, y'all. Like we were like, if you're a Gen Xer, you were spoiled when it came to music. Really, honestly. They're calling me a Zennial. I'm a mix between millennial and Gen X. I've had the best of all worlds, apparently. You have whatever. That's Whatever. awesome. I know I had it made. I don't need labels. I know my life was awesome. Is awesome. I mean, the times were simpler. Like you didn't have to tiptoe around things or like walk on eggshells about the shit you said or whatever. Like people still believed in free speech in a sense of oh shit. I'm gonna say it right now. Smartphones made people really fucking dumb. Oh, um you got that right. Simplifying everything, like it's great to have technically, folks, these phones that are in our hands, these are little fucking computers um having all this easy access it pretty much got rid of you can't ask anybody a question because people these days look at you dumb be like i don't know look it up right Remember when you had to go ask hey how do you do this somebody would actually take the time you had to go to, to like that you. giant filing cabinet that had the little fucking cards in it and pull it out and it was about 10 feet long you had to dig through it and search. oh dude right now my wife and i we are on I like to say scavenger hunts because, you know, especially right now, because you have the late part of the year, you have a lot of uh, garage sales going on. We try to find things that people don't really care about anymore, such as like rotary phones nice, or, or Rolodexes or anything. My wife collects all this shit. It's it's amazing. And what I'll do is I'll try to collect old Game Boys. Like I go to disc replay a lot and I'll try to fucking find all the old i like all the old shit i'd rather play the 8-bit shit than all the fucking fancy you can't tell tell if it's real or not anymore sometimes i like i I watched you're you're gonna laugh i saw a commercial for the new nba 2k i literally thought it was a game like like there was a game on i was like oh wow dude either i'm getting that fucking old and i can't tell the difference or these graphics got too damn good like everything's completely (laughs) symmetrical That's funny, man. There's no more eight bits. Like the best video game of all time, still going to be that Tecmo Bowl with fucking. Hell dope. yeah, I will agree with you. I will concur on that. Tecmo Bowl. I have a version of that game on this on my phone called uh, Retro Bowl, 
and I play the shit out of it. I prefer the 8-bit shit. Who is the dog-ass motherfucker on Tech Mobile 2 that everyone hates now? Who? Herschel Walker. Oh, Herschel Walker. Dude, Herschel Walker is, is on dude. Tech Mobile, and everybody hates him right now. Yeah. I'm fine with him. <laughs> you know what, man? Everybody's going to hate somebody for some stupid shit, dude. I'm not going to hate anyone. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I'm out of shit to talk about, really, but I'm going to say this. Like, I'm not going to fucking hate anyone for what they believe or what they do. What I am going to hate is the people that drive division and and keep pouring gasoline on fires that are unnecessary. That's who I hate. And that just ended I, I'm not going to hate somebody. Politics, I, politics I, by I, definition, is to separate people. Sorry, folks. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to hate people for being Democrats. I'm not going to hate me, people for being Republicans. To each their own. That's fine. We have more we have more in common than we have differences. You know, all we got to do is actually talk to each other when it comes to that, you know. Well, when it comes to the political shit, vote for you and what you believe on the inside, whether it be whatever political side it is. Don't vote because, like, sorry, I go after these people a lot. Uh, vote blue no matter who or vote red no matter who. I can't do that. I can't do that. No. Nope. That, that, that shows that you're not an individual. I support individuals. If you voted blue for all the shit that they support because you feel it in your heart, in your head, God, that's awesome. I'm fucking happy for you. Vote for how you want, folks. For me, when I vote, it is for protecting the rights of myself, my family, and my fellow humans. Like, I would never vote in a way or a manner that would take away rights from my fellow peers or myself or my family. That's why I'm mm-hmm. a libertarian. And that's, that's just how you feel it in your heart, and, don't you? and the main reason I'm libertarian, the main reason I'm a libertarian is is I don't know what's best for somebody else and somebody else doesn't know what's best for me. But overall you vote with this. Yeah. You vote with this. And yeah. that's how you feel. That's, that's amazing. how I feel. You know, that's I would never amazing. But, you know, that's that's my promise to the people who listen to this show is that I'm never going to vote against your rights, whether I agree with your side or not. I want no one to lose their rights. I want everybody to keep every single right that we have, you know. Mm-hmm. And that being said, you know, what do you got? You got anything else, brother? Only thing I'm going to say is this. Be good to everybody. Do better. Be 1% better than the previous day. That's all I ask of anybody. I dig it, brother. No more hate. That's right. And go Let's, Lions, as they will hopefully be. <laughs> go Lions. We can't say Go Lions anymore. Jesus Christ. I can say Go Lions because I'm a sucker. You're still I'm rocking that cup, G. Go Lions. Go Lions. Oh, yeah. Go Lions. All right. I got 30, I... What, 31 other NFL teams in this league, and I'm stuck on stupid because I'm a homer. It is what it is. <laughs> I love you, brother. But love until next time, y'all, man, be good. And, uh, Take care, Kool-Aid, of Blue Kool-Aid. Take care of each other. Oh, before we go, hey, yo, before we go, I can't forget about this. We're doing the the the, the mittens for Detroit yes. thing. Yes, yes, mittens. Hello, we are collecting mittens, gloves, and winter hats the whole no- month of November. Please reach out to us. We'd be glad to pick it up. We will give you an address to send them to if you need one. Um, please we get pick them up. It's so cold here in the winter time here in Detroit. Let's help some folks out who need it. Until next time, much love, y'all. Be good.